Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. This is Q&A number 94, May 31st, 2022. So I want to thank everybody in the group for taking part in all of the mindset and skill challenges I post weekly. Um, I also appreciate your feedback on how you're doing when I point out in a slow motion video critique any of your uh, strengths and weaknesses and what to work on. So remember last week we talked about having a journal. So I hope everybody's doing that as well. And I hope everybody had a nice holiday weekend. Memorial Day is a time to remember our fallen and thank them for their service and paying the ultimate price. Even though we get a three-day weekend out of it, it's still a very important holiday to remember why we have Memorial Day. So uh, before we get into the topic and Q&A for the day, I'm going to go over a few housekeeping things just to update everybody. So as you guys know, um, last week I mentioned I was going to the orthopedic surgeon and uh, sure enough, um, I'm going to need a full hip replacement on my left hip. Um, so I set the date for October 13th because I'll be uh, down for at least two weeks where I can't do lessons or take care of my horses, uh, things like that. And I have to schedule it when my son and my dad can be here to help me out. So October 13th will be the big date, but the doctor's sure that I'll be able to ride pain-free um, after. <clears throat> That's really quite a concept that I haven't felt in over two years, and it's been a long time coming, but with... Uh, moving and uh, starting my business over and pivoting through a pandemic and everything else, um, you know, saving up the money for the out-of-pocket expenses with having surgery and being off work for two weeks, all of that just, just taking time. So anyways, I am excited to have a date set. I'm a little nervous. I've never done any surgery, but a lot of my barrel racing friends have had hip replacement and are successful. And I just saw a post by Donna K. Rule uh, on Valor that she did it two months ago. And now she's out going to rodeos again, trying to qualify for the NFR. So that's very positive. Um, surprising. Christy Peterson had hip surgery too. One of our members from Texas uh, talks to her at rodeos when she, or barrel races when she's there with Jordan. And um, she told me about Christy having hip surgery too. So, and she's winning in the 1D and 2D now again. So that's exciting. So it might be a whole new lease on life for me. I sure know that uh, living in pain every day is no fun. So anyhow, um, this, this week, the uh, positive, keeping with the month of positivity, which is very much needed for all of us, um, I did recommend that you make a list for your mindset challenge this week. Write down five things that you love about your horse and five things you love about yourself. And then write down one thing you would like to fix or work on about you and your horse. And if you notice, I wanted you to write five good things and one thing to fix. And I think that's important because, well, we're always going to be a work in progress um, our entire lives. We also have to acknowledge that the gifts that God gives us are important as well, that we all have really amazing things about us. So do our horses. And we need to acknowledge and appreciate those things as well. So that's why I want you to really put some thought into it and write it down. And um, you can put it on your mindset uh, vision board or write it in your journal, anywhere. 
So uh, this week's skill is going to be uh, going back to basics and looking at your foundation. I put a list in the group of a checklist of like eight or 10 things that you want to make sure your horse can do. Uh, one includes face flexing laterally and vertically at a stand, walk, trot, and lope. Another includes moving off leg for the shoulder, softening the rib, moving the hip at a stand, walk, trot, and lope. Um, transitions off your body from a lope to a trot to a walk. Picking up your leads, left lead and right lead in a straight line in circles. Loose rein woe. Backing five to seven uh, straight steps off a light cue. Uh, picking up leads. Um... There's several, there's like eight or 10 things in there. So go ahead and make sure you check that out because you will find throughout your entire career how important your foundation is, especially when you're at the highest level at the 1D and 2D. You need fancy buttons because everything is happening fast. And when you get out of position, it's nice to know that with a light pinky or a light foot, you can put a horse back into position if you need to, um, or, you know, a light voice or body or you know any of those cues so that's why it's important to go back to basics between competition as well as it's important to take a relaxing trail ride on a loose rein and let them have some mental time that you're just bonding in nature and connection too I think that it makes me sad when people say they can't walk on a loose rein with their horse or they can't trail ride and you know I feel bad for those kind of horses that they're always so wound tight you know so I think that's really important as well so, um, you know, to, to, uh, let's see what I wrote in here to, it, um, you know, as you guys know, I'm, I'm always doing three things when I do your video critiques. Um, number one, I want to encourage, um, number two, I want to give advice about your run. And then number three, I want to recommend dry, um, dry work or drills that could possibly help you. Now it's important to also understand that, I am just one piece of your giant puzzle and you know your horses and you know you, so you must learn to trust your gut and that's why journaling really can help because as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, it's not just one thing that's going to get you to the pay window consistently. It's about a hundred things that you do consistently, daily, correct, that's going to get you to that pay window. So that's why it's important that everything matters, how you ride your horse during the week, how you feed your horse, how you care for your horse, how you have your mindset, your mental game, your warm up, your conditioning, um, your plan on the pattern, the spots that you ride to that's best for your horse's size, stride and style, um, education with speed, knowing when to go back to basics, when to slow down. Um, when to build their confidence, when to ask for a little bit more. There's just so much to it. What dry work and drills are best for your horse. I mean, it's just the list goes on and on. So it's very important that you do pay attention to that. Um, a little bit of housekeeping. When you guys send me videos, please always try to, we have a lot of new members, so I want to make sure that you're up to date on this. Always try to send me an original if you can. I know most people have someone tape it for them on their cell phone. So if they want to send it to me direct, that's fine too. Um, text message, email, or Facebook Messenger. Um, and then also if they can videotape close to first or second, I can always see the rider cues better than if they do it from far, far away. Um, 
Also, uh, when you send it, the video, send the video by itself. And then after you send the video, send a few words or before, send a few words about the run. You know, let me know <clears throat> if you had any concerns. Let me know the fast time, your time, or how many entries. Um, and let me know if you don't want me to share it in the group. Um, you know, some people would prefer to keep their stuff private, and that's okay too. So, um, and as far as uh, new members, if you're ever looking for something, don't forget what an important um, asset the search box is in the group. So when you go into the group page, if you go up to the magnifying glass at the top or the search box, you can type in any topic and it will pull up anything over the last two years that we've talked about. It can be mental game, first barrel, rate, anticipation, you name it, it's going to be there. Bits, um, you know, anything you want, uh, just type it in the search box. You can also go to the members only website and go to my members only page for the TLC Barrels website and type in the <clears throat> username and password and all the um, uh, training videos and Q&As and challenges are all listed numerically and organized by topic there. And that's a great source for you too. That's how I'm able to keep the prices cheap because instead of coaching riders one-on-one, -on -one, which my clinics are about $200 for away clinics and my private lessons are like $50 for an hour and a half, um, I can coach you for the $15 a month by coaching the group as a whole. Now, mind you, we still have some one-on-one -on -one when I send you your videos and, and such, but the bulk of my coaching is to the whole. So take advantage of that. And um, also, just so you know, we will be doing the personal best drawing on uh, June 2nd this week. So I think that's towards the end of the week. I do have a clinic again on Saturday. Um so we'll be doing the personal best drawing on Thursday, and I have a clinic in Lady Lake, Florida on Saturday. So again, videos will be, are always 24 to 48 hours on a normal day that I send them back to you. But when I have a clinic, you know, expect it to be maybe the closer to the 48 hours, two to three days instead of one to two days, just so you know. Um, and if you don't hear back from me in two to three days, you can always send me a reminder in case I missed your message during my clinic or something like that. So anyways, thank you for your understanding with that. And um, the personal best drawing, we had three PBs this weekend that I know of so far. Katrina did really good with her horses, Guy and Angel. Beverly and Lightning did awesome in the 3D times. And I think it's only like his third time entered. Um, Heather and Bo had a personal best fast time. She's been trying to run at this certain arena, so she pulled that off. So there was quite a few. And on the list, um, I believe there's 23 names. I'll put a picture of the list in the group today after this podcast. Um, so you can see if your name is missing. And um, so, but a lot of you are doing awesome. And again, if, um, you know, you know, some of you had to run in the rain this weekend and made the best of a bad situation. Like Brandy and Arthur, they won 3D money, um, you know, just taking it easy to that first barrel. But, you know, then just, you know, taking it easy, but having a nice pattern. Um, Kelly and Fame won some 1D money. Jen and Chrome won some 2D money. Um, there was just a lot of really good things going on. Teresa in January got second in the 3D Masters. I'm just trying to kind of go over things that I'm seeing here, but there was a lot of, a lot of good feedback. So thank you guys for that. And I'm looking forward to my clinic this weekend. 
Um, I think this clinic, I'm taking less riders now because I'm doing it 100% myself with no assistance. So this rider is, I'd say the bulk is um, adults and there's three youth riders. So, but there are a lot of really good barrel racers coming. So I'm looking forward to this clinic. It should be a lot of fun. Um, so the first question I have, it says, what do you do when you're feeling discouraged or a lot of pressure or even people bullying you? And, you know, this is for some of my youth riders. Um, you know, it's really important when there's obstacles in your life to just keep a positive attitude and stay the course. I know it's, it's hard sometimes. I, I get it. Like the last two weeks of my life, it seems like one little problem after another and losing my dog. And then, you know, just, just a lot of little things besides that was a big thing, but other little things. And I can give you four pieces of advice. One, just keep doing the right thing. Um, two, keep working because you will get stronger. Just stay focused on your goals and just do a little bit every day. That consistency is going to make you stronger. Number three, trust that God has a plan for you. Whenever you feel stressed, just pray. That's what works for me. Um, you know, we, we grow through change. Keep that in mind. You know, we're always learning and sometimes, you know, things happen and we, we have to grow through it, you know, and that's just part of living. Um, and then finally, the fourth thing is um, kind of connecting the dots in time. You'll see how, you know, you know, you have just have to have a little bit of faith and trust and, and like I mentioned, pray and, um, and trust that, you know, one thing will lead you to another. Like I never thought I'd get divorced. Um, I never thought I'd leave my big ranch. And, you know, God guided me on a lot of these things. Were they hard to go through? Yes. But do I love my new ranch? It's paid for and it's smaller and easier for me to take care of and afford with my horses and just being me. And, you know, and, uh, you know, you just have to trust when um, I got hurt when in May of 2020, when I hurt my hip. Uh, with a horse, I had to pivot my business to virtual coaching, um, you know, and look at how beautiful that's turned out. And, and that's the thing. Sometimes it can seem like a horrible thing that you're in the middle of. And then after you get through it, you can finally find the, the, the lesson learned or the blessing in it. And sometimes there's just crappy things, you know, but, but you just remember the the hard times end and the good times come back. So just keep that in mind. Um, the next thing I want to mention is about some of the videos I've been getting. There's been a lot of butterfly kicking, especially with the youth riders. And when you weigh 90 pounds, it may not affect your horse. But um, I can tell you, you don't want to butterfly kick. What I mean by that is where your legs are almost doing the splits in the saddle between the barrels or running home. And your butt's coming a foot out of the saddle. Um, the reason there's three reasons why you don't want to do that. One, it can cause timing and balance issues between you and your horse. Because while your horse is going forward, your gigantic kicks are putting you in the air up instead of forward. And then when you come back down, <clears throat> you're not in time with your horse. Um, you can see it sometimes in my slow motion video reviews. Also, you can literally kick the wind out of your horse. That would be the second thing. Your horse is trying so hard for you and you're kicking them so hard, you're going to be kicking right in their lung area, which could make it difficult for them. So I'd rather see you drive with your feet. You can encourage your horse with your energy, your hands forward, smooching, even a quirk swishing on the side of them like a jockey. 
but you can also just drive with your feet with little bumps, not gigantic butterfly kicks. And then the third reason, um, well, the third reason is an alternative. Like I mentioned, you can have the reins to the ears, your energy, use your feet and smooch and still get the same effect, if not better, than doing the whole butterfly kicking. So the next question was about shaping for turns. Um, they were wondering when exactly you should do it and how your hips and legs apply. So I like to keep my horse pretty square when I'm going between the barrels or to my arc. So like if I take off in the alleyway, I'm looking at third barrel, making sure I've got my line. Short score, I'm going to go a couple jumps up the middle, then to my arc. Long score, I might go four or five strides up the middle, then to my arc. Um, and during that time, I'm riding pretty centered. It's somewhere between my rate spot, you know, like two strides from the barrel, um, and my spot one, which I know on a push horse, you may sit up all the way into the barrel, but on a free runner, you may be sitting back, sitting down four strides, but, but somewhere between two strides from the barrel, that's where I'm going to have maybe a little more weight on my outside hip and stirrup and use a little bit more inside leg. What that's going to do for me is tell my horse to stay in their pocket. Don't turn yet. I'm looking between their ears. My hand may just stay in a neutral position next to their neck, up in the middle of their neck. And then when I apply my inside leg, I might do a light pinky and foot bump just to shape my horse by the time I get to spot one or just before the barrel if I feel like they're getting a little front heavy. But I don't want to do it with a big lift and hold because that's or look down their neck because that's going to cause my horse to drop in on me. If you're quick with your bump and release, that works as a shaping cue. But if you pull or hold, that does not. That causes anticipation. So once I've got my weight in my outside stirrup and I've used my inside leg going into spot one, then I'm going to go to my inside hip and use my outside leg at my pivot spot as I look up for my next barrel. So that's really important. So generally I'm going to do hip out, inside leg by the front cinch at spot one. And I'm going to do hip in, outside leg by the front cinch somewhere between spot two and three at my pivot spot. So, uh, so that's how I would do that personally. And I over-exaggerate it in my slow work. And then of course it happens much faster when I'm going fast. Um, as far as, uh, some of you in the group get discouraged, you know, you've been in the group and you had one awesome run and then you kind of went back to some old habits. And some of you have been in the group six months or a year and sometimes revert back to an old habit. I just want you to understand new habits take time. They can take 30 to 60 rides minimum, um, to develop a new habit and replace, replace old habits. Um, with slow work and that's doing 20 to 30 minute sessions three times a week with different kinds of drills and dry work um, and it can take at least four to six competitions with visualizing and focusing on the new habit that you want and that could be sitting in my turns that could be looking between their ears that could be keeping my hand you know steady going into the turn not dropping it or lifting it that kind of stuff um it all takes time so remember even though you you it's kind of like marriage counseling you go to the marriage counselor in the beginning they tell you what your problems are they say okay you have trouble communicating you're too you know blame game and that and then you're then people stop going because they've identified the issue but they haven't worked through the issue so that's when the counseling really gets going and it takes a long time. And some people can be done with marriage counseling in six months. Some get done in three years and everything's great. Other people end up divorced. So 
you know, it doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect afterwards and doesn't mean it's not going to take time. So once you identify your issues through a slow motion video review or your photos, or maybe even when you send me it and you say, hey, you know, my horse felt really hot coming in the alleyway or they balked or, you know, my horse cut me off and felt like they were really dropping on their front end. Um, or, you know, my horse didn't even try to rate the barrel. You know, if you, if you say stuff like that, then I can look at the video and say, well, did you sit down? Did you check them um, for no rate? Did you look in and bump them too soon? Oftentimes, I find nine times out of 10, it's a rider issue or a preparation issue. And then the other one time can be a horse is sore, um, a horse is just having an off day, or you just didn't get their mind right, enough basics or whatever during that week, things like that. But most of the time it's going to be timing and position because it's a fast, high adrenaline event. And, you know, it's hard to be perfect all the time. So, um, so keep that in mind. My next uh, question was about uh, going with your gut, you know, they were saying that they were feeling one way and then they didn't know if they should trust it. And I absolutely ag agree that you know your horse better than anyone. And there's a whole lot of pieces to a puzzle. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, you know, the slow, slow videos, the slow motion videos is a tool. Drills are a tool. Your mindset challenges are a tool. Riding to your spots is a tool. Um, the proper diet and, uh, pre-race uh, routine. <clears throat> All of those things are tools in your toolbox. And um, just down to what bit feels comfortable for your horse and comfortable for you. You know, and some horses like a different training bit, a light light bit, no tie down, no martingales, just a light bit in the side pull for your slow work is best for basics, in my opinion. And then having maybe something different for competition is fine too. And certain horses like my Briscoe just like to side pull for everything. So a beetle hack. So, um, you know, and <clears throat> some horses are like that. You can do that as well. So that's no problem. So the topic for today was going to be about, um, Riders' cues in a competition run. The first most important thing is your eyes. Um, eyes can help you as you're approaching the alleyway with your lineup to make sure that you've lined up with third barrel. If it's a really wide pin, you can be off-centered with third, closer to first. If it's a really narrow pin, you may want to be lined up with third or even a little on the opposite side. You want to <clears throat> decide if it's a long score or short score when you go up the middle and when you go to your arc. Um, you want to decide if the, uh, a barrel's on a fence, you know, and you want to pick your arc. You want to know your spots one, two, and three for your horse. If they're young or a free runner, um, you're going to want to look at your quarter turns. Really important. You know, if it's a push horse, you might be looking out at the fence line more. Um, <clears throat> all those things really matter for your eyes. The next important thing is your voice. Um, you can talk to them as you're approaching the alley, saying good boy or good girl or easy. In the alleyway, you might say easy or smooch at them, depending on the horse. Um, going to the barrel, you might say whoa or here or hey. Or you might start smooching. If you have one that's too rady or turny, uh, you can smooch in the turns. You can smooch out of the turns. Um, hands are super important. Hands should be in a six inch box. They have three places. That six inch box is in front of your saddle horn. And it's a, um, 
There's certain things you should and shouldn't do. You shouldn't cross your withers. You shouldn't pull down to your thigh or back back towards your you know saddle be, behind your cinch. Um, you shouldn't be pulling across the barrel out to the side because all those things will give you undesired effects like a horse dropping in on their front end, a horse stiffening, a horse overbending their head and neck and swinging their butt or floating a shoulder. Um, if you get your, you know, hands chest high, you can cause anticipation issues, slowing down too much, um, dropping hard on their front end. So think of your hands as, um, just three main cues in the middle of your horse's neck, a go cue, a rate cue, and then a turn cue or a shaping cue, um, when you're doing slow work. That should be the main thing. Left hand works left side, right side works right side for direct rein mainly. You can use some balance rein, meaning your hands are even across the pin, having equal pressure on both sides so that your horse stays balanced between your hands. Um, you know, things like that are really important. So hands is probably the thing that people get wrong the most because they pull or hold instead of shape and release or bump and release. And hands should always go with a body and a leg cue. And the body and the leg cue should be more than the hands where a lot of people get that backwards as well. They want to be heavy in the hand and not using enough voice, body, or leg. So the next thing is body. That's really important. Um, to sit up means your body is more upright, your shoulders are up, your ribs are up, your body, you're not sitting on your pockets, you're sitting up with your shoulders, hips, and heels aligned. Sitting forward, you might let your shoulders roll forward a little bit where you kind of roll a little bit on your thighs, and that might be for running home or be out of the turns um, for a little more hustle, um, but you don't want to be having your shoulders in front of your hips into your turns because that will cause your horse to dump on that front end and you're not riding from your seat or your legs. So that's where sit up would be more important than sit forward because you'll be pushing your horse through the pattern with your legs and your seat, which will get them to use their butt through the turn. So that's very important that you do that in your slow work. That's why I recommend single barrel or spirals or D pattern or figure eights, all of those things get you riding the caboose of your horse instead of just the front end. And unfortunately, hands and uh, upper body will just get the front of your horse, but your seat and your legs is what gets the hind end of your horse. And that's your power, that's your balance, that's your, you know, strength back there. So, so that's really important on body. So, and you also have, of course, your rate or woe cue, and that's when you let your you sit on your pockets, kind of tucking your butt and really pushing it down into the back of the saddle. That's where your shoulders and ribs fall into your hips and everything kind of gets kind of a round shape to it instead of straight. And that's for a really good sitting position for rate going into a turn or sitting through your turn. And then, of course, you can pull up on your horn, give your horse their head leaving. And that's when your shoulders get in front of your hips is leaving your turns. <clears throat> so the next thing is legs. Uh, legs by the front cinch controls shoulder, leg by the back cinch controls hip, um, leg by the front cinch can also soften the rib cage. Um, now, I sometimes recommend scissor legs, that would be inside leg by the front cinch to uh, can help the shoulder and the ribs get soft and out, and your inside hand can help pick up that shoulder. Um, your outside leg by the back cinch can help engage your hip and keep your hip in and under 
But again, everything should be done with give and take pressure. So that's very important. Um, a little leg, they'll just soften the ribs. A lot of leg, inside leg by the front cinch, they can actually do a leg lateral move away from your leg. And when you use your outside leg by the front cinch, it squares a horse up, leaving the barrel. That's really important. So inside leg going into a barrel can soften the rib and help pick up the shoulder backed up by your weight in your outside stirrup and a bump of your inside hand and then weight uh, going back to your inside hip and outside leg by the front cinch will help square the shoulders up leaving the turns <coughs> excuse me and that's really important and the final thing is mindset okay uh, also back leg in the back cinch uh, will help keep that hip in let's say they're drifting between the barrels or they just feel like their butt's not under them uh, or you have a horse that rubbernecks, your um, hand should be more on the center of your rein, not down the side too much. So barely one hand off center would be enough. Um, normally, you don't want to be more than two hands off center on your reins. And rein, rein length is important. You don't want your reins when you're loping a circle. <clears throat> One-handed, your rein should not be behind, go past your saddle horn. If you have to move your hand more than an inch, your reins are too long to make an adjustment with your horse. Stirrup is important too. When you stand in your stirrups, I like two to four fingers vertically between my crotch and my saddle. Or when I take my feet out of my stirrups, I like my feet to hang at least an inch further than my stirrups. Um, the final thing is mindset. <coughs> and this is really important. You need to realize in life when you're going to the barn to ride your horse um, or right before you're going to barrel race or anything that you're going to do that's important, you need to have a mindset of green light, yellow light, red light. A green light means that you are calm, confident, and focused. You've already visualized what you need to do, and you and your horse are on the same wavelength. You're both relaxed and focused. Um, but a yellow light would be you're starting to have negative thoughts pop into your head and you're starting to feel yourself get nervous. And a red light, you are in total panic mode and you can't even carry a thought straight. You know, you're just way off center. So if you get, find yourself in the red panic mode, that's a red light. Stop, get off your horse, go back to the trailer, get your head right. Start doing some centering, some breathing, deep breaths. Think of positive things, focus, count to 10, whatever you need to do. And then start visualizing positive thoughts and a positive, uh, smooth run. Um, if you're in that yellow mode, let's say you're heading to the alleyway or you're in the holding pen or you're walking circles near, you know, you're, you're up next and something creeps into your head like, oh, what if my horse spooks at the bucking chutes? Or what if my horse slips at third barrel? You know, I've seen other horses slip. Replace that negative with, if I'm, I'll support my horse, I'll be there for my horse, we're going to be fine. You know, replace it with a positive. And then a green light, of course, is when you feel like you're in the zone. And we have all felt that moment when you and your horse are totally together and you are calm and you're confident and you're feeling very focused. And that's when you will lay down your best runs. And that's why mindset is such an important part of rider cues in a run. It's not just the five cues, the eyes, the voice, the hands, the body, and the legs, but it's also your mindset. I've seen many barrel races lost before they ever even went down the alleyway because of mindset. So really remember how important that is in life and in competition. So I'm going to close with that. It's been about 30 minutes. And I want to thank everybody for being a part of Team TLC. I really hope you're enjoying the group and... Um, I, I do one video review a week normally for people. Um, 
if you have multiple horses or you've, um, you know, you would like me to do a training video for you, not just a competition video, or maybe it's a super show weekend. I don't mind doing two, but just remember, um, they're very time consuming. So if I've given you something to work on with one video, spend some time for a week or two working on it and then send me a video when you feel like you've made some changes or when maybe you can't identify uh, what's going on. So again, I don't mind doing videos for you every week, but I just want you to use them wisely because it is something that I put a lot of time and effort into and I want them to be a valuable tool to you. And um, I want to see that you're applying what I've recommended. And again, I realize it takes time. Um, so do that. And um, again, I appreciate each and every one of you. And I love seeing your progress. And um, I love hearing about your personal bests or wins that you have, whether it's something in training or something in competition. Um, it just makes me happy to be a part of it. And um, again, the kindest thing you can do for me is tell a friend. Um, and uh, or shout out on Facebook or whatever, because that's how my business grows is word, word of mouth. And I appreciate uh, anyone who does that. So thank you. And as always, you guys, um, remember, this is supposed to be fun. This is your passion. You love horses. You love this lifestyle. You love barrel racing and keep it, you know, keep it. It's all about perspective. Um, anyways, just, you know, remember to find the good in every run um, that's super important as well. You come out on adrenaline and sometimes you're discouraged because maybe you got by a barrel or you didn't clock where you thought you would always reach down and pet that horse because they don't know if they won. They just know they tried for you and, um, reach down, pet your horse. And then after you cool down and get your adrenaline back to calm, you know, then look at your photos and your videos and, um, point out something you did good, focus on something good, and then focus on something you can work on to do better next time. And have a goal at each run, you know, this is a simple goal. You know, I'm going to hit all my spots or, you know, I'm going to have a nice uh, tight first barrel or I'm going to, you know, have a straighter longer on each turn, something like that. Just keep it simple. And um, that's how you get better, by being consistent, being persistent, and just by that repetition, that consistency, you will see improvement, I promise. So thank you for being a part of Team, TC Team TLC. As always, God bless and ride with heart. Thank you.